we spoke last night about yachatz, um, and uh, I just want to mention one half step that happens in between yachatz and magid. Next week we'll start talking about magid. We'll pull different uh, sections of the Haggadah and we'll give them a brief explanation in order to help get us into the mood, get us thinking about Pesach, and get us uh, uh, some inspirational ideas ahead of the Seder. So after Yachatz, there is, a, um, there is a step which is not mentioned in the 15 titles given to the, each, each of the steps of the night. And uh, be- between Yachatz and Magid, there's something else that happens in between. And that is, there's a uh, tradition in many households where kids come along and they steal the afikomen. And uh, it's interesting to trace this hi- the, the history of this minhag. Um, the Gemara in Psachim says, um, uh, Rabbi Lezer Omer Eliezer Omer Chotfin Matzos Belele Psachim Bishvil Tinokos Shalo Yishanu. The expression is Chotfin Matzos. We grab Matzos in order to, um, to stimulate the kids so that they shouldn't fall asleep. There are many different explanations as to what this line means. Chotfin, we grab Matzos. Uh, some say that it means that we should eat our matzah, eat our food very quickly so that we can, uh, we can keep the kids up so they don't fall asleep while we're eating our long meals. Um, the Rashbam says that it means that, we, uh, we, that we're supposed to take the food away from the children. A little counterintuitive. Take the, the, the food away from the children because if they eat too much, then they're going to be satiated, they're going to be full and fall asleep. So it's another, another, another way of uh, keeping them up. Um, the Rambam is one of the first that records this minhag. He understands the Gemara is to mean that people would steal matzah from each other. They would grab matzah from each other to make it more lively so the kids would be, would be um, stimulated to wonder what's going on, to ask these questions. And this is a minhag which is recorded in the Rambam. And um, apparently the way the Rambam writes it and other Rishonim is adults would take from each other. Adults would take from each other. Then it evolved into adults taking from kids. The Mariel writes that adults used to take the matzah from kids. Not, as the Rashbam says, to prevent them from, from eating too much and falling asleep, but in order to stimulate them. They would just, you know, snap it away from them, and they would say, what's going on? You say, well, whatever your answer might be to that question of, you know, Kadesh Yishlu Etinokos. And um, so that's, that's the, se- se- the first minhag was for adults to take from each other. The second step of the minhag was adults to take from kids. And the third step of the minhag, recorded in the Chok Yaakov and the Shulchan Aruch, um, is that, uh, is, is, is kids taking from, from adults. So that's, the more, that's what we do nowadays. A lot of places do that. There has been opposition to this minhag over the, gen- over the generations. As early as the Chavez Yahar in the 1600s, he writes that this is not a proper thing to do. Chaim Brisker, and the, in the Brisker family, uh, they also, they don't have this minhag. The Chazanish didn't uh, have this minhag in his, in his seder. The Stipler also didn't. Uh, so all the way until Contempt, from the 1600s until the 2000s, they have uh, many great uh, Ge'onim, and the Sephardim also don't do it. And they give a reason. They say that um, it's not proper to, to have kids as part of the Leil HaSeder, to have them steal things. You know, it's not, it's not sending in the right message, and it inculcates this concept that stealing is okay. That's the other side. Uh, I think the prevalent mythic is, is to do it, and there's certainly serious basis for it. So I'm not saying what to do or what not to do, but it's an interesting to praise to trace the, uh, the history of this minhag. And I'll just end with one vort, one idea. The Chassam Sofer says that the reason we do this, he gives a, an explanation. We commemorate almost all the uh, different um, miracles that happen in Mitzrayim at some point during the Seder, either, cer- either in a physical ceremony or we mention it. However, there was one that we don't. Pazik says, There are no dogs that barked on the night of Yisias Mitzrayim. This is an explicit miracle mentioned in the Pasuk. The dogs were silenced 
Uh, my kids, Baruch Hashem, good Israeli kids, they say this pasuk when they encounter a scary dog. They, that's what they do. They mutter it under their breath. It's supposed to be a skula to prevent anything uh, bad from happening. It's just, it's cute. But the, uh, the, 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 that was the, what happened, the miracle that happened. We don't commemorate that at all. So the Chassam Sofer says, the Gemara Psachim, I'm going to end with this, don't worry. The Gemara Psachim says that uh, you should live in a city that has dogs, okay, which we do. And the reason is because dogs are useful, they alert, uh, they alert people to possible intruders or burglars and things like that. And therefore, it's good to live in a place that have dogs because dogs signal that there's some thievery going on. So what we do on the Seder night is we steal the matzahs and nobody notices. The kids take the matzahs and no one notices. There's no one who, there's no burglar system. There are, there are no dogs. Uh, there's no alarm system. There's no alert. So in order to commemorate the fact that it was silenced when we stole away, so too we have the, uh, the Sam Sefer says the kids steal the matzahs and no one is alerted to it or they, we pretend that we're not alerted to it to commemorate that miracle. Have a wonderful Shabbos.